Welcome to Recently Logged, where this week... Ave Maria! Well, hello there. Hi. Welcome. Have a seat. Join us. <laughs> We've been expecting you. <laughs> um, the, the, here we are. We're, uh, we're, we're recently back. logged. Here a dinosaur tale. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're Wait, no, it's a dinosaur again. story. Micah, dang it. dang it, you messed up the joke. No, it sucks. It should be a dinosaur <laughs> tale. Like, that makes sense. It's a pun. You want it, you want it to be funny. a pun. <laughs> the movie is not funny. The, mo- the movie it's is one of the most funny. disturbed movies of all time, maybe. It's terrible. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, here we are. We're back with, with the Batman. Yeah, we're talking about uh, the Batman this talking week. About, talking about movies again? That's crazy. <laughs> you can believe it. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I'm I'm Robbie and I'm Micah and and together we form the collective known as the collective. <laughs> okay, yeah. You're um, supposed to say recently. Oh yeah, recently logged. logged. Yeah, that's who we are. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're talking about the Batman this week, the new 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 superhero movie. Um. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let, let Let's uh, go over what you need to know about it before yeah, we start yeah, talking what, about what you need to know. <laughs> All right, so the the basic facts about The Batman are that it, it, it's a 2022 film. Indeed mouthful. it is. <laughs> 2022 film. It's rated PG-13. <laughs> it is two hours and 56 minutes. Its little IMDb description is when the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption in his I had to. I had to click more. This oh, is no. how long this it's thing long. is. I, this never happens. <laughs> wow. Hit city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. It's like two sentences. Why is it? Why I don't know why. You... <laughs> why I had to click more. But anyway, yes, that uh, is the that is the plot of the movie. <laughs> its cast features Robert Pattinson, yeah, Zoe Kravat, yeah, Jeffrey Wright, yeah, Colin Farrell, yeah, Paul Dano, yeah, John Turturro, mm-hmm. Andy Serkis, <laughs> yep. Peter Sarsgaard, yeah, the, the Northman, Sarsgaard. Isn't I forgot the, the, the Isn't he yes. in the Northman? Yeah. He's in the Northman. <laughs> Barry. Kyogen <laughs> or something. He's I don't know. He's Irish. Micah, you need to you need to become more Irish. But I'm not. <laughs> yeah. uh, directed by Matt Reeves. Yeah. Written by Matt Reeves yeah. and Peter Craig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also it also gives Bill Finger a credit here. He created the Batman. Oh, no one cares about the creator of the character. <laughs> <laughs> and who is its score by Ravi? Michael Giacchino. Michael Giacchino. My favorite composer Music by in Michael modern Giacchino. cinema. <laughs> Cinematography by Greg Frazier. The guy who did Dune. The guy who did That's Dune. What, every time I hear Greg Frazier, I'm like, it's the guy who did Dune. Or he's like, it's the guy who who uh, who filmed the little sand mouse. Little sand mouse. That's that's really what he should be known for. <laughs> but yes, that's the Batman. Uh, I mean, I figure if you're if you're listening to this in the year 2022, odds are you probably knew all that already. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not some of the cinematography and stuff like that, but probably knew most of the the batman is it's it's, it's a very a large film. and most of those actors are like really well-known actors right uh but anyway uh that that's all you need to know that is that is literally it you don't need to know <laughs> you, anything else don't look any further into this guys, movie guys don't look into this movie <laughs> just listen to what we just have listen to, to what say. we have to say get your we, information from one source we told you everything you need to know <laughs> we're your all-in-one place for movie news you don't need to know anything else. <laughs> uh, and without further ado, let's get into w- what we thought of the Batman. So if you had to uh, sum it up in not so many words, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the Batman? Um, you know, I- I've liked Matt Reeves' work in the past. From what I've seen of it anyway, I've only like seen like two of his films. He's only directed like five films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but this is pretty much what I expected from like his take on a Batman movie. It's very uh, dark, grounded, and, and not like in a in a bad way. Like Nolan's uh, to to draw a parallel, <laughs> Nolan's Batman trilogy is very uh, dark, but militaristic grounded. in yes, a way. Very. Um, and this is not that, but it, it's more pulpy crime than that is yeah um, which i really appreciate it's got a nice got a nice tone uh i adore michael giacchino's score for this movie that's honestly 
probably my favorite part about watching it. Uh, Greg Frazier's cinematography uh, gives me gives me a little bit of anxiety about how they shot any of this because it's all very precise and very shallow and like not in a bad way, like shallow depth of focus. It's like, oh, it's so shallow. So shallow, but no, oh, no, shit. the movie looks great. Uh, the visual storytelling is great. Dude, they lit that one scene with actual muzzle flash. The lighting is great. <laughs> Um, I don't know. The direction's great. Robert Pattinson in this might, this might actually be my favorite role he's that I've ever seen of his. He's killing it here. Yeah. I haven't seen him in too much, but like Tenant, uh, I guess Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, he, Oh, and Lost City of Zed. Oh, I love his role in Lost City of Zed. He is great in Lost City of Zed, but I think, I think he's really the standout of the cast in this, um, like pretty easily uh some of the there's some other good performances too i like um dang it i can't remember his name you just said it too jeffrey right yeah jeffrey wright how'd you know it was jeffrey wright i don't know I he's figured, really good in this too. i figured out of all the names yeah, yeah. that i went over jeffrey wright would be the one you'd forget <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah no those are those are both really good i'm a little disappointed i will say in paul dano in this he's a little he, it seems like he's kind of not taking too many risks in his performance here like it's it's a pretty basic like that. it's it's kind of like a criminal minds level performance and i'm a Ouch. little disappointed okay, okay that's not a bit, that's a bit like harsh. a good episode of criminal minds <laughs> but like it's like that like i'm just a little sad because i've loved paul dano and almost everything i've seen him in and to see him like not at his a game here in one of the biggest movies he's done yeah, it makes me a little sad i don't know i, I really like all of his scenes and like pers- yeah no he's in, good in person I think it's just because he's mostly over in the yeah. recordings and he's doing yeah. such a goofy voice mm-hmm. that it kind of... I was about to say, I don't think the phone stuff works really all that well, like, just from his performance. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Still love his line delivery. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, but I, I just think it could have been better. I was a little disappointed. Uh, what else to mention? Uh, the action here is great. The editing's great. Um, production design is amazing. Uh, I don't know. It's just a really solid movie. Uh, really, the biggest problem I have with it, if I were to like, just pinpoint something, is I think this has been my case every time I've watched the movie. I watched it three times now. I think the main mystery that the movie centers around is just way too scattered and muddy to be as involved as it wants you to be, like with it throughout the course of the film. I still think it's engaging, and I still think it's great, but I just wish it was a bit more emotionally cohesive and a bit more narratively cohesive as a mystery. That's that's pretty much it, though. Well, yeah, that's it. That's, I mean, we're done. What that you, was the podcast episode. <laughs> we've you, we've done it all. What do you think of the Batman? No, no, we've, we've said it all. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was lengthy. Okay. Uh, I really loved the Batman. Um I, I very much agree with you about Nolan's Batman in terms of I, I really love what Nolan's Batman is doing, but it always does feel very military, like yeah. cold and harsh in a way. And I really love that this dives into and the reason I compare them is Nolan's Batman's one of the only other like superhero movies I think comes close tonally. Um and also on the same level with The Dark Knight, like, because The Dark Knight's a fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I really love what this movie <laughs> does. I really love movies that are that are a lot more grimy and get into a lot more, like, up-close-and-personal filmmaking, which, like you said, the, the cinematography in this is so, like you said, like, shallow in its depth, and that's really, really cool in this movie. Um Robert Pattinson's eyeballs can act. <laughs> right. Just his eyeballs. We mostly just see his the eyeballs. Testament, man. <laughs> and he does so much emotion with just his eyeballs. It's actually insane. I I really love um pretty much all the performances in this. I can see where Robbie's coming from with Paul Dano. It's definitely not his best performance. No. It's the worst performance I've seen from him, but I still really love it. Um and there's there's a lot to dissect here. I think that it's really interesting, if just for one, and I think it's a big praise to the movie and how I feel about it, that it's three hours long, and just about any audience that I've seen go into it has not been bored. And most audiences that I have talked to are like, a three-hour movie? <laughs> Ugh. 
People are hesitant for a two-hour movie nowadays. Right? So so the fact that, like, I've seen no one, even my girlfriend with ADHD, complain about the three-hour runtime is really impressive coming from the movie. No, it's an excellently paced movie, it's, man. It's a very methodical and melodical movie. Whoa. <laughs> melodical. Yes, melodical. I get it. Yeah. All right. It's got good music is what I was going for okay. there. And it and it's paced very well with its music, edited with its music extremely well, which I very much Absolutely, appreciate. Yeah. Um and I just I just really enjoy being in this movie. I could be in the movie for so much longer. And right. without getting into too much specific stuff, that's kind of how I feel about it. I love what it's doing in every way, but it does have some like weird things and it feels like the most up close and personal batman movie in a very very good way yeah absolutely um so yeah that was our spoiler free i guess discussion of the batman so now we're gonna go into uh our more in-depth thoughts (laughs) (laughs) start singing kurt cobain on the pod (laughs) not kurt cobain (laughs) Uh. but yes um here we are uh what what do you want to talk about first micah i do want to say what i what i accidentally forgot to mention (laughs) in there uh i rated this four and a half five and then four and a half and the three times i've logged it okay i actually did change my rating too i rated it five four and a half four and a half which i think i think four and a half is pretty accurate yeah again the five is kind of just like an obligatory like this is just a movie i really like rating for me there's not too much difference in quality between my fives and my four and a halves but you can definitely tell that that like he's like robbie said and i think that is honestly one of the biggest problems which is interesting for you to get it to in our opening bit (laughs) sorry i just have a i have a solid opinion on the batman i guess Uh, is that the mystery is kind of it's so muddled and i actually mm-hmm. kind of wanted to talk about that because like what is going on with the mystery you know dude like it's, it's so confusing like most <laughs> mysteries in movies are very solid a lot of mysteries are usually happening like like have happened already so to be fair we have something actively happening yes so we have this actively playing out but what is like the mystery he's just like ooh rat 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 like rat is on his second kill that he's like there's a rat find the rat find the rat bring him into the light that was in the maze on the second kill and then it like i don't know like where do we go from there yeah no it's it's just it feels kind of contrived at points like when I don't know. It it just feels like a weak mystery at at, at yeah. the center of it all, really. No, and I think and I think that plays into a lot of like what you were saying with the fact that I don't think the phone call stuff really works as well as it should. Because mm-hmm. take something, and I know this is based on real life, so it doesn't work as well. But take something like Zodiac, something that this <laughs> clearly grabs inspiration yeah. from. Yeah. The Zodiac mystery is one that was so. Like, like the, the Zodiac Killer did such a good job of, like, essentially not getting caught until yeah. extremely recently. <laughs> like, literally, it was last year or something that it's they were ridiculous. like, we found out who the actual Zodiac Killer was. And the way that the mystery plays out in Zodiac is so... How to put Enthralling. it? Enthralling. Enthralling, I guess, is a way. <laughs> but also, like, it feels so much more rich. Again, I know it's based on, like, an actual (laughs) murder case, but, like, you never feel like you're just getting, like, goofy messages from Paul Dano. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, a lot, I mentioned Criminal Minds earlier, but it really does kind of feel like it's just going through the motions of a serial killer plot line most of the time. Not most of the time, like a few times throughout its runtime which is so. which is kind of sad exactly yeah because like man the opening the opening killing scene <sighs> from riddler is it's one so of my good. favorites oh my goodness like, just in general and like i said anytime riddler is there in person i think it mm-hmm. works so well but Definitely. paul dano quite frankly is a really fantastic physical actor he is yeah heck have you watched there i was about to say go watch there he looks completely <laughs> different in between the two characters he plays you're right though when he's in person it is much better when he's when he's killing people it works really well when he's in the prison it works really well 
because I love the prison scene with them. Yeah, no, that's um, good. But when he's over the phone, you're just not like he's got mm-hmm. the mask on. It, it's, it seems like a him. vague caricature of is, is that how you say it? I don't know. Caricature <laughs> of caricature. of his like performance in other scenes. Like he seems like he he's like overacting to try and get it across on a phone. You know. Yeah, and like it's it, it's a really weird decision in general to make him like FaceTime call yeah. and live stream so much, <laughs> like. I get what they were going for yeah. with it. Like, I, I mean, Matt Reeves was like, yeah, he's just supposed to be like that gross, like, internet dude. Like, it's a very modern villain. Yeah, very modern much. Modern take on him. Yeah. Um, I don't think it lands very well. But I do think, honestly, as much as I love the Riddler in this, that element is one of its weakest parts because the, the story itself is so sprawling. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even, even on the first viewing... Like, take when they found out that um, Falcone was, like, the rat. I was like... Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like, no, dude, I was so unfamiliar with the Batman canon, I was trying to keep straight who Maroney was, who Falcone no, was. No, Robbie, not Maroney. I'm Maroni like, wait a minute, wait Falcone. a minute. <laughs> Hold on now. What are I you was saying? Like, how was Falcone the rat in the Maroney canon? <laughs> I was so confused the first time I watched it, and that's just me being dumb. But Yeah, I, mean, that, I don't know. It's, it's, I was no, no, it's it not that confusing that of a movie, no. I just... It, it's... They introduce so many players and then, like, try and interweave this narrative that happens in the past yeah. that you're not really that invested in outside of... Because, like, your real stakes are, like, in the present with, you know, Batman. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I think one of my one of my biggest problems with this in general, and it kind of plays into how I feel about the Riddler, mm-hmm. is that a lot of this feels, and as much as I think this movie is really, really good, love this movie... <laughs> A lot of this feels like it's going through a lot of the Batman motions. Like, in a really, really cool way. Yeah. But even take, like, the Penguin. Him in this is so weird. And that final <laughs> shot of him <laughs> while, while Batman is, like, talking over always bothers me. And I don't why? know why. Like, I'm like, oh, this feels so weird. I don't like it. I don't know. I, I like... Like, how penguins involved no i love i love like the penguin character and i yeah. think his inclusion is great yeah i think he's um, actually one of the more tastefully peppered in characters but in like, this movie but like there's something about the way all of the characters are presented i guess mm. that really feels there's some there's some element of it even even batman even bruce even though this is my favorite interpretation of bruce wayne mm-hmm. in any movie i love that he's not like some goofy buys out a hotel with his models that he doesn't care about batman and bruce wayne in almost any other batman movie is really whacked out <laughs> you don't think you don't think this one's whacked out mike <laughs> no but he's like like this is how i actually would imagine a extremely rich young man who spends 90% of his time beating people up in the middle of the night. <laughs> what a nice looking young man. I hope he doesn't try and stop crime in Gotham. He's he's not like so he's not like, "Hey, I'm Bruce Wayne." He's like, "Man, I have no energy to be outside. I'm going to be moody and wear bad clothes because I'm rich." <laughs> wow. <laughs> but you were saying <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um <laughs> Like, like no, to, to what I was saying. Okay, okay. The characters, um, like Catwoman and all of that, like, because these are, these are some of my favorite elements of it, but there's something about the way the entire movie presents itself in terms of its characters that kind of, I don't know, it gives me a weird feeling. Weird vibe, Micah. Weird vibe. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, though, Okay. About Catwoman. What do you think of of her her plot, her thread, her character, her performance? Um I think in the in the context of this movie, I think she serves as a cool foil to Batman, which I mean she always has like in well, just about everything. That's like her purpose. <laughs> <laughs> that's like her entire shtick. Um and I think serves that purpose well in this movie. I she doesn't always click for me as a character in this. Like, I don't know, just, it, it, something about it feels kind of, um, shallow? 
I don't know. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of plot devicey at times, which I'm not a fan of. But, um, you know, I, I, it's not, like, egregious enough that it really stands out all that much. Like, she, she uh, Zoe Kravatz gives a fun performance. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's because all of these actors are so good that something <laughs> feels so shallow about most of their performances to me. Yeah, it's something. Something if feels it's, off. If it's the writing know. of them or something, it could very well be the Cause, writing. Because Bruce doesn't feel that way. No, but most yeah. of, he doesn't have that much dialogue. Mm-hmm. Most of his acting is in his eyeballs. <laughs> right, and he, oh man, he kills it. It's <laughs> good stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, as for like from a story perspective, I just I don't know. It's she's a good inclusion, I think, in concept, but in execution, I think it was a little weird. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they just could have done. They could have done like more with her character. Yeah, she does not feel involved in like the mystery, and the whole Mm -hmm. thing was like, oh, this all ties in. And yeah, I get it. She's friends with Annika. Well, quote unquote, friends (laughs) with Annika. (laughs) Sure, it's kind of funny. Um, (laughs) but like she finds Annika and that's about it then she's like she, like like they have that scene they find Annika's body car chase it doesn't have anything to do with her after that she takes the money then she's gone for forever then he's then she's like oh I found the guy the cop who was had Annika's body let's kill him and then she leaves <laughs> And I mean, then she just like hops in at the very end. She's more involved with the main mystery than like the Riddler is, I guess. Robbie, the Riddler's the one proprietor. Well, I know, I know, but I'm saying like the whole like drug bust thing, that stuff back in the past since uh, she's uh, Falcone's daughter. Like, yeah, but I don't know. It's it's all the involvement with like all the characters' involvement in the like drug bus stuff feels so contrived for some reason <laughs> so i don't know it's it's yeah and i strange. i mean and one of the complaints i actually saw about the movie was even gordon's character which i love jeffrey wright's mm-hmm. performance jeffrey wright Gordon, in this man but like they were like it's really weird the way all the cops are written except <laughs> for gordon yeah i don't know like there's such a weird dissonance between like all the cops and gordon which you get it gordon's supposed to be like you know the good one yeah yeah but like at the same time he's like oh my gosh everyone around me is corrupt he's been in the police force for like 20 years and all of them know like like all of them are like yeah we're under his his foot except for him like what what's going on nothing been done about this um why were they like yeah the one guy we want to make sure stays clean jim gordon (laughs) Yeah, no, it is. That's that's the thing. I love this movie, but it's peppered with so many things like that that just kind of bother me while I'm watching it. That I I str- I would struggle to give this a five. Yeah, know? I think I think the reason I gave it a five was just like it 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 works really well all together. Yeah, like exactly. Like when, you, as a, when you watch the movie, look as a holistic piece. As a, as a movie, it's super satisfying. It's super engaging. It's mm-hmm. really fun. It has yeah. some of the best action, which I did want to talk oh about. Oh my gosh! In a superhero so movie in general, but just like in a movie and that I've seen in a while. Right. It's it's name a name another superhero movie with this good of action. That's so good. Definitely not the Nolan Batman. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Nolan doesn't know how to shoot. Oh my gosh! Hand to hand fight. Dude, man, the action in this is really good, though. Dude, the way, like, like <laughs> the way it, the camera, really, I was just, it's so satisfying every time, and maybe I'm just, like, adjusted to bad action, but, like, the way the camera doesn't move when he's actually, like, it doesn't, like, move away to, to do weird camera tricks when he's punching people, I'm like, I can actually see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, what do you think? Oh, well, here, I'll have you ask a question, because since I've been asking all the questions. Oh, I was just going to mention uh, well, what I thought of the action. I think it's really great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, if you can count the car chase as an action sequence, which I would. I mean, people usually count yeah. stuff like that as action. Um, I think that's honestly one of the best sequences in the whole movie. I, I, I really guess it's I'm, electric, man. I guess I'm desensitized to car chases or something. <laughs> like I thought I was. And then... 
and then that rolled along. No, you know SpongeBob in that episode where the Flying Dutchman starts living at his house. Uh-huh. That one scene where he's just tired of it. Wow, that's me at most car chases. You're not a fan of the car chase. I don't think I've ever liked like How a single you? car chase. How dare you? Like car chases are just so boring. To, I, don't, I don't feel any tension or danger in a car chase scene. No matter <laughs> like the, the, the cars, the car chase in this is great because the car sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the fire effect was practical. That's crazy. <laughs> They just had a they just had a big old flame shooting out the back. <laughs> big old flames. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Uh, but yeah, no, I just wanted to mention that specifically. I think it's great. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it's it's a really like as car chases go, it's really cool. I just never really feel anything from like, I see. car chases. Um, but man, talk about talk about <laughs> Colin Farrell's performance though. Oh yeah, Colin Colin Farrell, Farrell is almost unrecognizable <laughs> as Colin Farrell. I don't think anybody would just be like, Hey look, it's Colin Farrell. The you know, amount of prosthetic makeup he has on is insane. <laughs> the more the more I've watched this, the more I've been able to see Colin Farrell. I think I think in well, like a decade or, Yeah, I think in like a decade or so I'll be like, Yeah, Colin Farrell, easy. The Wait, first you think time he's I... gonna look like that in a decade, Remy? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, no, I get it, yeah. Cause like I mean, obviously it's still him, it's still his eyes, it's yeah, still yeah. his mouth. Um so it still is. But like Colin the first Farrell. time I watched this I almost didn't recognize him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it, he's, he's, he's got a, beyond just the makeup, he's, he's given a pretty great performance. Yeah, he this. has some of my favorite line deliveries <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I love, I love that. But did you have a, did you have a question? I mean, I was trying to think of something. I don't really have anything like else that i wanted to like specifically draw attention to i We've guess been talking about it for like five minutes i know but like i mentioned a lot of the stuff that i already wanted to like talk about oh, fine what's what's your favorite scene or sequence um oh gosh honestly i think what i'll probably remember this movie for in like a couple decades you know like looking back i'll probably just remember the uh car chase scene and the opening murder, which are both absolutely fantastic. I'm trying to think of a good, like, Batman scene from this. Which, I mean, like, most of them are good, which is why it's, like, hard to pick out a favorite. Maybe, I guess the opening sequence in general is just really fantastic. Yeah, um, what I would... Like, the Halloween like what night I, What I was going to say sequence, for mine was yeah. pretty much the entire opening up until, like, after <laughs> after he investigates, like, the first murder. Yeah. Because I love the investigation scene, too. Yeah, the entire that's the entire opening, like, 15 minutes of this no, movie Like, is the entire opening, like, 20 amazing. to 30 minutes is yeah. just absolutely so tight and so good. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that, that would probably be... Dude, I wish we... See, this is, this is another thing with the Riddler. Like, the Riddler's opening is so good and almost horror-inspired, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the time he's like, Hey guys, I'm on the phone. Hey How are you doing? Why wasn't he, like, more... Like, like he said he wasn't physical, but man, the physical... <laughs> The physical presence he has in right? that scene is insane. They give him such a threatening physical presence, and then l- limit him to just the phone for like half of this movie. Yeah, I think I think that's honestly one of the things that feels most disappointing about yeah. watching the Riddler play out is that you see him get so like intense and <laughs> physical and and like threatening in the couple scenes that he's actually in person doing mm-hmm. the murdering yeah um even even in the scene where he puts the car like the bomb on is that the da yeah I yeah think it's the da well i don't remember that was um, something like that <laughs> like like he just has such a good physical presence yeah. but then anytime he interacts with batman himself he's <laughs> like hello batman i'm coming to you from my phone (laughs) which like just feels kind of underwhelming especially when he's uh, interacting with his main like foil as a character yeah yeah (laughs) i agree (laughs) like you know the whole thing is that from this movie is that he was directly inspired to start doing this because of batman yeah and like he sees him as working with batman throughout this movie um so like why aren't we why don't we have like why is there more connection with them <laughs> yeah no i 
I mean, that's pretty much my opinion. But I, was, but I was about to say there can't be any connection because it's all over the phone. Yeah. You can't really have much of a good chemistry between actors if it's... <laughs> um, I guess if I had to pick something to talk about, what did you what did you think of the cinematography on uh, not only a aesthetics level but a visual storytelling level, Micah? But I like the aesthetic. <laughs> how did how did how did uh, Greg Fraser do? Uh, I, I our boy, I, I really like Greg Fraser. Um, <laughs> I I can't think of any other movies I've seen I, from him like just Dune and Batman. Yeah, sure. there might be something else, but I don't. I'm know. pretty sure this is the only two um, we've seen of his. But Dune captures a very, very nice... Oh, he did Rogue, Rogue One. One. Interesting. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Dune captures a grand sense in a lot of ways that I really, really love. Yes. Um, but also can come down for a lot of these moments. Uh, but this movie is a lot more always kind of tight and in... And I really appreciate that for the story that it's telling. Yeah. Because if this was shot normally, I honestly <laughs> quote do, normally. Well, you know what I mean by yeah, normal. yeah, like, yeah. Like, like a normal superhero <laughs> movie. Sorry, good cinematography isn't normal these days, right. Rebby. Um, <laughs> if this was shot like any other superhero movie, um, I don't think it would work as well. No, at all. it wouldn't it be. Wouldn't. It wouldn't be nearly as engaging. I don't think the story would come across nearly as well. I don't think you would be in, in, invested in the in the weird mystery at all without the cinematography. <laughs> like, like honestly, the cinematography does a lot of heavy lifting in this it in really a good does. way. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, there are so many shots that punctuate everything so well, and the editing goes along with this. The editing is really good. Um, <laughs> I, I know, like, I think it's great, but it just makes me, like, it makes me laugh because somehow Dune has even better cinematography and editing than this. Oh, but see, Dune, <laughs> Dune is miles ahead of this movie in my mind, but I'm a big Dune fan. You're a big so. Dune fan. Honestly, I think his his work here, uh, Greg Fraser's work here, is a bit... Uh, it's a bit more difficult like he had a much more difficult task yeah. than dune in a lot of ways like obviously dune is a, a much different set of problems when you're shooting yeah. something but this this introduces a lot of smaller elements that you have to try and grab but i i think for the most part it's it's good so i put i put this when Great i first even. watched it um that i love that it, the whole movie kind of has a dreamlike quality to it yeah and i think a lot of that plays from the cinematography in terms of the fact that anything that is not important kind of gets missed <laughs> it away yeah like like this this the, the cinematography is so dialed in <laughs> um also shout out to whoever that was on twitter who pointed out that cool shot it does like this wide outside of the uh, iceberg lounge mm -hmm. and the light is on in Riddler's apartment and you can see a silhouette <laughs> of course <laughs> it's okay it was cool I liked that um yeah man I don't know it's it's just a solid movie for real it's yeah good stuff I did have another I did have another big thing that I remembered that I wanted to talk about okay um one of my least favorite parts of the entire movie um is the ending Okay. Not the ending ending, but like the ending <laughs> the epilogue kind of thing. No, no, like the blah blah blah, blah the seaboard flood, oh, really? flood Gotham. Oh, okay. I really it doesn't work for me. I don't like it. I don't like it as a conclusion for the Riddler story. It doesn't it doesn't work that well for me. I think it's kind of weak sauce. <laughs> I don't really like the whole sequence in the stadium. Um, I mean, I like I like the other like the, the the Riddler copycat thing. I love the whole I'm vengeance scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like outside of that, I've, I I I don't know. The flooding feels so lifeless in terms of its physical presence yeah. in the movie. No, I would definitely say that it it that entire finale feels kind of watered down. Uh, 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 watered <laughs> the city is flooding oh my gosh <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know but i i do agree with what you're saying though of of the riddler's ploys i think that one is the most like laughable yeah. like in the context of the movie you know like I, I guess what bothers me about it too is a lot of a lot of the things about like the the gotham villains the Gotham selection of villains is usually the one thing that they do really, really well. 
is get like quote unquote intimate with the main protagonist mm-hmm. and this was just completely completely separated yeah. from everything like like we have this big mystery all about like a rat has to do pretty deeply with bruce <laughs> he is specifically connected to batman at least you're getting like like you're like the, the threads are connected yeah and he's like i'm gonna flood the entire city and then it happens and you're like, and oh, you're like okay <laughs> i guess this is okay. happening now <laughs> thousands dead i guess i don't i don't know it doesn't really show <laughs> yeah no it it is an I, I think it is an odd choice for a finale i wish it was a bit more like directly caused by anything else like in the movie <laughs> yeah and like and like even even the blowing up stuff in dark knight rises like the bombs setting off around the city works really well yes for for bane because bane is not a he's not a up close and like i mean he's up close (laughs) and personal but he's not like a like he's not a uh, he's not gonna take on the entire first order by himself well no like he's not like (laughs) specifically connected that deeply to the batman he's like "Mm, yes the city of gotham must change (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but uh (laughs) gosh i just forgot what i was gonna say i had something to say uh the flooding doesn't work the bombs do work why i don't know it was something that didn't have to do with that (laughs) because i was gonna say that real quick before i got off track and lost that okay but now i lost what else i was gonna say (laughs) dang yeah, I don't know. It man, I want this movie makes me want to watch The Dark Knight again. I love that movie. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> big shocker guy who likes who claims to like movies and has a letterboxd account likes The Dark Knight. Oh, oh, oh. I remember what I was going to say. Okay. Okay, so I was like the only reason I can see it making sense for them wanting to do the whole flooding thing was the one metaphor they do for like the Batman like getting baptized essentially like he dies to vengeance and rises as the batman when he cuts the cord with the electricity falls Mm -hmm. into the water rises back up and then people actually are like following him that's it no that yeah that that, i thought that was pretty obvious that's like that's cool but like (laughs) i just wish i wish the i wish the flood itself was a bit more uh mystery like central mystery related like a right, like the evan almighty were, situation they were planning, <laughs> oh no but yeah okay. I, I understand what yeah. you're saying like that they were planning it more that like yeah. we we had any idea that this was going to happen before it did yeah and because i think it's really neat that like you have that tying element from the carpet tool thingy from the very first scene mm-hmm. he's in yeah. to where the big plot is revealed i think that's neat but that's like one tie-in <laughs> and that's just to the reveal you don't have actually yeah like like i think that's what it is about the mystery it alludes to being a really well connected and tied around mystery yeah when it, it actually the 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 reasoning behind the mystery and the individual tiny elements don't make much sense yeah no it's it's just kind of strange really it's <laughs> But yeah, that's that's always the weakest part of the film for me is mm-hmm. that entire last part, and I'm like, eh. and then everything else is great. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I, and I really love this movie, and literally all of this works super well, except for like in a viewing sequence, except for that for me, except for yeah, the big flood. I would agree. Is the only time I'm not invested in the movie. And again, this is three hours. Even <laughs> even though I I'm not like oh I can't watch long movies. That's still a that's still a good length. That's a long time for it to to never feel long, right? Uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I didn't really. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we uh, called it a, called it an episode on um, the Batman? I mean, just maybe some kind of like any any other performances any fun, or fun anything, notes. any fun little things. <laughs> Alfred, what do you think? Like this, um, this take on Alfred, I appreciate. Andy Serkis's performance in this, I just wish he, I wish he was in the movie more. Yeah, again, it's a three-hour runtime like, and we hardly get to see him. I feel like he's again, like like most of the characters, like yeah. Catwoman, like like all of them, they're kind of going a little bit through like the Batman motions. Yeah, because like Andy Serkis, he's he's such a good actor, and like I feel like he isn't given much here, and he's just like bruce i'm i'm not your father (laughs) 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 yes um and then he's like i lied to you bruce (laughs) wow 
job. Although um, I will say, for what little time he is there, uh, he's pretty great. No, his performance is really great, but yeah. I feel like, again, the character just yeah. isn't given that much. Yeah. Um, did I ever actually comment on Catwoman? I asked you about Catwoman. Did I don't I, think you said I don't think I, don't I, think I ever, you ever said, said anything. I, I just realized that now. <laughs> yeah. What do, you, what do you think of Catwoman? Like I a... really like Zoe Kravatz as an actress. She's yes. A, she's a great actress. Shout out to Kimmy. Oh my she gosh, she's such so a good, good at in that. And and we had just watched like the Batman and Kimmy really close to next to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I, it kind of made me sad how much it feels like this character is almost flat compared to Kimmy. <laughs> right. Or not Kimmy. The character's name isn't Kimmy. What is her name? I don't Angela? Remember. Something is it like Angela? that. I think that, that sounds right. <laughs> like the performance of her character in Kimmy it feels super in depth and super real, even though it's a teeny tiny little script. Boom, it um, was Angela. <laughs> uh, whereas but in yeah. this, I feel like it's like do 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 do. It's Catwoman. Do do. <laughs> the way she walks in this movie is unhinged. She is doing the catwalk walk every time. I mean, what else? If I was playing Catwoman, that's how I. How else are you gonna play it, Micah? <laughs> you're telling me if you got cast as catwoman you wouldn't walk no i would walk like that (laughs) exactly (laughs) um and like i like her individual performance but at the same time it feels like it feels again like a lot of the elements in this movie if you really look close they feel kind of flat and maybe even a little contrived because i like her in this and i think she has really good chemistry with robert pattinson i really enjoyed seeing them together and i also enjoyed a director who cared to do like the bat and the cat well <laughs> which is funny because like matt the reeves too like every time somebody somebody posted a joke about it because like matt reeves <laughs> was like at this point here like the car chase actually he was like see after he thinks selena is in danger that's when he gets into the car and that's why these the fight's so intense because <laughs> because oz threatens selena and, and somebody was like like retweeted it quote tweeted it and was like matt reeves anytime he can this really shows how much uh, bruce loves selena <laughs> <laughs> right uh but yeah no i will i will say i do appreciate uh her various wigs throughout this movie oh, the wigs are nice <laughs> quite nice the uh, way the way uh the one gets ripped off like in the fight, fight scene, yeah it's pretty funny i wonder if that was intentional <laughs> Like, I really do, because it's not like, it, yeah. nobody's, like, grabbing it or anything. She's just, like, dodging out of the way, and it flies off. Flies off. off. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no. I think I think she's a really, I think she's a fun performance. I think most of the performances mm-hmm. in this movie are really fun. But they're just, like, it, it's weird, because the movie works so well as a whole. But, like, some, most of the elements, if you look closely, yeah. are, like not as good as they could be it's, it's greater than the sum of its parts <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah no i anything else uh i'm not a, not a fan of the epilogue i guess i don't know what, what are they, it's not a post-credit scene it, it probably could have been a post-credit what, the, scene the the, the, the arkham thing? stuff yeah no i'm like eh. <laughs> Man, I got a mosquito bite on the back of my leg. Mosquito bite? What is there? A mosquito in the studio? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> Robbie's like allergic to mosquitoes. I'm like, I, I, I like vaguely itch from mosquito bites for like 30 minutes. Robbie like dies from mosquito bites. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, I, I was saying I didn't like the Arkham stuff. I just think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mesh that well with the end of the movie to me, dude. I'm so glad they cut the scene with him. Oh in my it, gosh, because like, it's a fun scene. I haven't all, watched it, but like that would have been like it would have <laughs> just completely destroyed the the tightness that is carrying this movie. Right, everything is so dialed in, and if you would have broken that up just for joker to briefly be like i'm barry hogan uh it would would have not not been that great because yeah again it feels kind of tacked on on the end which is sad yeah um because i because i again i really like both of those actors those are two of my favorite like actors that haven't been in much like out there yeah my favorite creepy dudes (laughs) um and like it just was like okay 
outside like like the reason i the only reason i got super excited about it in the movie is i just didn't know barry was going to be playing the joker i didn't know he was going to be in it and then i heard his voice and i was like yeah <laughs> i can't believe you recognize him from his voice i don't know i very just recognizable i didn't voice. i didn't recognize him i feel bad now i mean he wasn't he didn't have like his accent because yeah and he's usually got a pretty like thick accent but it still sounds like him yeah and most and like and most stuff i've seen him in, he's not using his accent yeah um, no i just didn't recognize him and I, micah's like did you see that there at the end i'm like who what <laughs> uh shout out shout out to our theater for being all decked out for Dude, uh, the theater the when we went the theater was the most decked out of any theater i saw like i saw a bunch of people post like oh go out to see the batman and like the entire imax half because they have like they, it's not like they call it ncg extreme extreme um like with an x and yeah. it's like a completely different half of the theater you have to walk down a long hallway <laughs> to get over to this other half of the theater building yeah. um and like the entire half was just completely decked out in batman stuff and it had like they had red lighting <laughs> they going. had the lights they yeah. had the the whole <laughs> spray painted out like clue board on the wall mm-hmm. it, it was really cool actually it was very cool <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so funny. I said uh, in my review last night when we watched it before recording this uh, that it's kind of lost a bit of its luster every time I've seen it. But I keep watching it on smaller and say, smaller screens. We went, we went IMAX, <laughs> normal theater, living room. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe see, that contributes a little to it. See, and, and I think that also kind of shows what I was saying earlier with Dune, just as a movie that's mm-hmm. recent that I also feel is like kind of pulpy, but I can compare it to. Um, Dune has not lost any of its luster for me, even watching it at home. This I last, actually liked it better at home. Time, this last time we watched I mean, no, watching that, <laughs> watching Dune in IMAX was like life-changing. I'm just saying I liked it better. <laughs> not was, that it was better I was home. I was in stunned amazement at Dune in IMAX. Oh I was I was living my best life. <laughs> But like no, Dune. This last time we watched it, I I had like I still had like chills the entire time. I was still like super drawn in. I still almost jumped at Paul screaming in the tent. <laughs> like as as a difference between watching it at home, and watching it in theaters, this one Dune definitely holds up more than the Batman. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but I think Dune's just better. Yeah, I was so. about to say I would argue that Dune's a better movie. So. <laughs> kind of kind of stating the obvious <laughs> but yeah i don't really have much more i want to say um, um where did where does uh to, to round us off it's your <laughs> final rating and where does it land on uh this year uh i gave it a four and a half and it lands on the number two slot just behind everything everywhere all at once which okay. i would like to do on the podcast Alrighty, uh, I gave it a four and a half, and it lands number three on mine, below everything, everywhere, all at once, and Kimmy. So, <laughs> yeah, Kimmy's uh, Kimmy's number four for me. Fair my, my top five right now for twenty twenty two is everything, everywhere, all at once, the Batman, the bad guys, Kimmy, and Turning Red. The Batman, the bad guys. <laughs> Shout out to funny. the bad guys. Uh, I guess I'll list my top five. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Kimmy, The Batman, Apollo Ten and a Half, and The House are my is my top See, five the, so far. The House and Apollo Ten and a Half <laughs> just don't make my top five. But yeah, uh, The Batman, good movie. Go watch it. Give it a try. See yeah. if you like it. Let's get into our uh, our what we watched. Absolutely. Hey, howdy, hey, kids. For those of you who don't know, the What We Watched segment is this cool and groovy segment at the end where we talk about everything that we logged in between episodes. Crazy. We're already an hour and 15 minutes in, oh and we're still going. We're, we're doing another segment. Oh, my gosh. Why don't we just end? I don't, turn us off, why don't you? I won't. I won't do it. Cut the podcast. Anyway, we're starting from the 18th. That yes. was That was the last episode came out on the 18th. And that day, that very same afternoon, I decided to watch PTA's masterpiece. It doesn't describe... Who's PTA? <laughs> Paul, Paul, Thomas Ander- Paul Thomas Anderson's masterpiece, but which one, you may ask? Phantom Thread. Gotta watch all of them. I, I watched Phantom Thread. I rewatched Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread, um, man. My favorite my Paul goodness. Thomas Anderson movie so far. My goodness um i will say that when i watched this i had to i had to like stop it for an hour twice (laughs) (laughs) um due to unrelated events uh which was sad because the movie is so tight 
Uh, but man, it's such a good movie. Everything about it is so good. The way it builds its tension, the way it flips its power, the way it the way it's shot, the way it's edited, the way the actors are, the way the performance is. Like literally everything about this movie, I think, is is perfect. <laughs> it's yeah, one I of mean, the, yeah. it's one of the nicest looking movies I've ever seen too. I don't know what they did to the film, man. <laughs> like what they shot on, but this thing is grainy and it looks so good. <laughs> no, I honestly, it's top tier. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. It's good. I stuff. gave it five stars. <laughs> Whoa. What did we watch that night? Uh, we watched the new Richard Linklater uh, movie, yeah. Paula Ten and a Half. Yeah. A Space Age Childhood. R- r- rotoscope or whatever. Yeah. Like a scanner darkly for those familiar. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, it was good. I, I liked it a lot. I <laughs> I will commend it for the fact that it is really, really engaging <laughs> throughout. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really like the idea of what it's going for. But I just wish it was just like a straight up like wacky uh, documentary because <laughs> like all of the kid stuff, all of the plot stuff was kind of meh. Yeah, the I, I said in my review that Apollo 10 and a half, like the 10 and a half part is easily the weakest thing here. <laughs> but when it's just Jack Black narrating about these guys' lives in the 60s, it's really, really cool. Yeah, you're like, this is like the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> Very chill. Uh, I gave it three and a half. I gave it a four and a half. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was good. <laughs> uh, on the nineteenth, on the, uh, okay, yeah. I watched the new uh, Owen Wilson movie. <laughs> oh boy! With it called "Marry Me," directed by Cat Coiro. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But anyway, yes. uh, I think it's funny that uh, Jennifer Lopez's character in this is named Kat after after I assume the director. (laughs) Oh, no. And I'm like, is this like a self-insert thing here? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) But yeah, Marry Me. Scary. um, It was pretty good. It was was cute, I guess. Uh, There were some really bad editing like egregiously bad editing uh and some bad pacing too but other than that i think most of the elements in this actually work pretty well as a rom-com you know one of the better recent rom-coms i can think of but not great i give it a three and a half then what did you uh, yeah you watched that too uh i this barely counts as feature length <laughs> i watched uh my first warner horzog herzog herzog yeah i don't know why i said horzog <laughs> weird uh my first warner herzog movie uh it's a lot of ease in his name it is how much wood would a woodchuck chuck and it is about uh auctioneers hmm. and they uh it's basically documenting a competition uh of auctioneers and that's that's pretty much the whole thing but it's very cool i was about to say he's a very unique and cool documentary filmmaker yeah i love his love definitely stuff that i've seen i'm definitely interested to see more of his stuff i give it a four out of five uh then on the 20th uh we i watched uh hail Hail Caesar. Caesar. <laughs> Hail Caesar. We did a whole episode uh, on it. Joel and Ethan Cohen, we did an episode on it. It's still one of, like, it, it really, I mean, we talked about it becoming a movie like that, but it really has become one of those movies <laughs> that, like, if I'm in the mood for, like, a fun movie, I'm like, Hail Caesar. Boom. It's, <laughs> Easy. It's so good. It's so much fun. The bits all work. <laughs> the characters all work. I gave it four stars. It's it's a it's a, it's a a good movie. A solid film. Uh, then on the night of the 20th, we watched coherence yes indie 2013 film indeed <laughs> and i kind of loved it <laughs> yeah i was about to say i i didn't really i i don't know i didn't really know anything about it going into it and it kind of blew me out of the water it was, yeah, it was no, great the, the filmmaking in it alone is really really impressive right really the only thing that i didn't like about it was the ending and even then like everything about this keeps you so invested and is so disorienting and so much fun it's it's just a really really neat movie i forgot about that line somebody somebody put the quote from coherence if there are a million different realities i've slept with your wife in every single one of them. i can't believe that's a real line <laughs> that's from a this real movie. line <laughs> <laughs> my uh, goodness man i love i love that i gave it four and a half stars it was genuine it genuinely really impressed me and surprised me with what it was doing yeah it kind of kind of a testament to uh indie filmmaking as a as a whole the camera work is pretty impressive 
the camera work, the editing, the pacing, yeah. the writing. It's really, really a neat movie. Indeed. Uh, then on the 21st, I watched La La Land, which I love. La La Gave Land. it five stars. I, I, watched, I don't think we've done an episode on La La Land. I watched <laughs> Jurassic World because just because and you know it's <laughs> just it's fine it's a fine movie it's fine i don't know <laughs> i i i love jurassic park and i even love the whole trilogy but like the jurassic world movies they're what they're fine <laughs> i give it three stars uh then also on the 21st i watched the the road to el dorado um which is very funny and it's got really good animation it's a very funny movie <laughs> i enjoy it quite a bit and you should all go watch bread swords video about it <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and then on the 22nd, what did we watch? Uh, we watched, I believe, <laughs> the Martin Scorsese 2016 film Silence. Yeah. And it was great. It blew me out of the water. My goodness. It was Man is Martin. so good. It turns out Martin Scorsese is good director, turns actually. Out, turns out that guy, Martin Scorsese, he knows how to direct a movie. He knows how to write and direct. <laughs> Crazy. Um, man, it was so good. <laughs> Again, this is one of the few movies that I that I would actually describe as tore me to pieces. <laughs> so by good, the man. End. Um, My goodness, it's one of the one of the most brutal films that I've that I've watched. Um, but man, what it accomplishes is so good, and the way it weaves its story, and even like its talk that it has about religion and colonization, and like everything that it dissects, it does with such class and understanding of filmmaking, and yeah. it, it does it in such a nice way. That man, it's one of it's one of the best <laughs> movies I've ever seen. I would say. I mean, I would probably tend to agree. It's it's I don't know. It's a testament to Martin Scorsese's great direction, dude, and, and Andrew Garfield's performance. I was about this. to say it's I, I don't know all just everything technically is here. It's it's did so this, good. Did this win any win any awards? I know you said it didn't get anything. It only got nominated for one Oscar, best achievement in cinematography. Yeah, I was about to say. I was just a little sad that Andrew didn't get a nomination here. I was about to say the fact here. that like Andrew or anything didn't get any nominations or really anything else from this movie. Like the cinematography is fantastic, but like, this could have gotten editing. It could have gotten production design. It could have gotten costuming. It could have gotten so many things. best performance. <laughs> yeah, but like, dang. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's my new favorite Scorsese movie from what I've seen of it's, his. It's really close between this and The <laughs> Aviator for me. I think The Aviator is still my favorite, but that's more just because The Aviator like really connects with me for some reason. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, then also on the 22nd, though technically we slept in between, uh, we watched The Bad Guys. The Bad Guys. New movie. The Sam Rockwell furry Sam, movie. The, yeah. Dude, you know it's really <laughs> funny to me too, and I know it's only because it's based on of the book and the book did this what but the fact that most of the populace is humans and then there are just some anthropomorphic talking animals i'm like oh my gosh it's literally a furry universe <laughs> like they've actually engineered a it's situation funny. where furries are real <laughs> it's pretty funny um but yeah the bad guys it was good it was really fun it's really good yeah um it's it i love the animation i think the animation is honestly the highlight of the movie um, it's super it's super smooth it's yeah super i would nice. tend to agree i was gonna say the cinematography but like that's part of the animation yeah i mean the case. cinematography is really good and yeah. i loved the performance it, it's just a fun movie it's yeah very fun there's, fun fun romp <laughs> there's some weird stuff in it there's some stuff that's very like ugh, really this again from an animated yeah. movie but like it's 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 overall a really enjoyable experience and even aquafina is palatable in this yay more palatable aquafina content <laughs> i gave it four stars <laughs> <laughs> i also gave it four stars um then on the 22nd the 22nd um, i watched samurai i or samurai one uh <laughs> musashi musashi Mi miyamoto, miyamoto yeah. it's the first name not miyamoto is it hard to pronounce but i didn't <laughs> they don't even that's not his name for most of the movie okay <laughs> um it's the first of the samurai trilogy uh, I think that's what it's known by. I'm not sure it's known by anything else. Uh, it's in the Criterion Collection, actually. Yes. Um, and it was fun. It was fine. It was very weird. It had a very weird vibe going with it as a samurai movie. Um, but I'm very interested to see the rest of the trilogy because it's very much a jumping off point. Like, it felt very like everything was just getting to the point where we could have our character kick off on his big adventure. <laughs> um so yeah, I'll be very interested to watch the next ones, but it but I still can't get over that weird vibe that it had. 
I give it three and a half stars. And I didn't give it anything because I didn't watch it. <laughs> it's, um, and then, did you watch anything on the 23rd? Well, that oh, okay. That, no. that was that. That was on the way home. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, I watched Punch Drunk Love again on the 23rd. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I've mentioned it, uh, I don't know, a hundred times now. I've, I've only seen the movie three times. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I love Punch Drug Love. It's what I consider like, to be oh my, my gosh, favorite movie at I the love moment. Punch love. And oh. uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> I think it's Paul Thomas Anderson's best movie. Call me crazy. Uh, but yeah, I gave it a, a five out of five. <laughs> like, pretty obviously, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was what we watched. Um, thank you for tuning in. Paul Thomas Anderson, take all my money. Oh. I'll, I'll give it to him. Maybe, <laughs> make, make another movie, Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Release Licorice Pizza on Blu-ray. But yeah, that's what we watched. The next movie that both of us watched was The Batman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So that was yeah, that, was, that a was a pretty decent week. <laughs> that was um, it. <laughs> go, watch, go watch The Batman. Go watch The Batman. Go watch Silence if yeah, you want. Because <laughs> if you want. Because it's long and brutal to get through. Right. Go watch Coherence. Coherence. Mm, Go watch Phantom Thread. (laughs) Mike is like, let's suggest all these rated R movies. Go watch La La Land. There we go. (laughs) Go watch The Bad Guys in Theaters. The Bad Guys. Go support a a very original movie in theaters. Yes. Um, And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Oh.